With Adam Pellick out and day-to-day, we discuss the Islanders' options on defense. Plus, we preview both of this weekend's games, Friday against the Devils, Saturday against the Hurricanes. All that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Friday or weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could be a part of the Locked On Islanders family today. And thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and that does include YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show, but first, if there's something Islanders-related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment about something we've talked about on the show, or maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss During a future episode, feel free to email us, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles. And you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So join me, please, for instant insight and analysis. And it's always great to interact with Islanders fans, game time or any time. So at practice on Thursday, the Islanders make an official announcement. Adam Pellick was not on the ice at practice on Thursday and Lane Lambert announcing that it's an upper body injury and he's day-to-day no official comment on his availability for tonight's game against the Devils and then tomorrow's game uh, at home against the Carolina Hurricanes. Now in practice the Islanders just plugged in Robin Sallow alongside Ryan Pulak as, I guess, you want to call it the top pair or the first pair of defensemen. Uh, That is basically the situation. And Lane Lambert said that Salo would be in the lineup as the next defenseman up if Adam Pellick is unable to go tonight. Now, the last time we've seen Salo play is October 20th. 
uh, that's with the Islanders. He's played uh, the AHL Islanders, the Bridgeport Islanders. He's played for four games for them since then. Uh, some other good news, Cal Clutterbuck, a full participant at practice on Thursday. That's the first time that he has been in full practice with the team since November 29th. Uh when he suffered an upper body injury against the Philadelphia Flyers. Again, according to Lane Lambert, the head coach, Clutterbuck is a game-time decision on Friday. So it is indeed possible that Cal Clutterbuck will be back in the lineup for the Islanders either Friday or Saturday, or it's possible he's still not back. Uh, But... Clutterbuck looks to be close. Look, having Robin Sallow practice with Ryan Pulak as the top pair, uh, you know, I'm not necessarily thrilled with that combination, but it is the option that is probably the least disruptive. What I'm concerned about with it, more than anything, is that, look, we all know Robin Sallow. He is a better offensive defenseman right now at this stage in his career than a defensive defenseman. And you have the situation where somebody's got to take that spot. If you end up with Sallow and Pulak as your top pair, I think you're going to see a little less offense from Ryan Pulak as he is a little more concerned about covering up defensively for Robin Sallow. And and the unfamiliarity between those two players also may make Pulak a little more tentative as far as when to get involved in the offensive rush, how he plays defensively. All of these things could be affected. That being said, it's probably the best option. Now, another option would be to move Alexander Romanov, who is also uh, playing the left side, move him up uh, with Pulak, but their style is kind of, you know, not necessarily the best match. Why? Well, Romanov will be more steady defensively. In fact, he doesn't give you a lot of offense. He's a shot blocker and and a hitter, more than an offensive defenseman. He's the only Islanders defenseman without a goal at this point in the season. So, you know, that may free up uh, a little more offense from Pulak, but the issue is skating. And Romanov is not a great skater, probably would be challenged to keep up with Pulak. Salo certainly wouldn't have that issue. The other possibility, I guess, is Sebastian uh, uh, Ajo, but again, I don't know about the lack of experience there. And again, Ajo, while he's better in his own zone this year and more even over the past two or three weeks than he has been in the past, not sure that he is the best option as far as, again, having uh, Pulak be more concerned about covering for him and having to 
be more defensive oriented. And we all know how important having the defenseman joining the rush has been to the Islanders' offense and obviously the potential loss of Adam Pellick could have a big effect on the Islanders' ability to create offense from the blue line when it comes to the next couple of games. Now, again, having no Adam Pellick for one game, two games, that's not good, but it's not the end of the world. I mean, injuries happen. The problem becomes, what do you do if this is more than a couple of games? What if this is a week or two weeks? What if, as we head into the more difficult part of this schedule, the Islanders all of a sudden, you know, don't have Adam Pellick for a lot of time heading into that point in the schedule? That could really hurt this team in a lot of ways, both offensively and defensively. And it's something that, you know, Lane Lambert is going to have to address. The old adage is in, in sports, it's next man up. But is uh, Robin Sallow or Samuel Bolduck, if they want to bring someone up from the AHL, uh, or Alexander Romanov or Sebastian Ajo, are those guys ready to be the next man up and fill the role that Adam Pellick has filled? It is going to be a challenge but we'll see if the Islanders' defensemen are equal to the challenge, and we'll see how Lane Lambert adjusts to what will certainly be a challenging situation for this Islanders team. We have got a lot more to talk about on this episode of the show. Coming up, we'll preview both of this weekend's games tonight at New Jersey, tomorrow at home against Carolina, where the Islanders will debut their uh, reverse retro jerseys with the Fisherman logo. We'll talk about all that and a lot more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball, World Cup soccer, the NHL, and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Again, two big games for the Islanders coming up this weekend. Use your expertise about the Isles and the NHL. Possibly that could earn you some extra money, so check out the odds at betonline.net. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online, where the game starts. And thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Two games this weekend, and they will not be easy. First, tonight, Friday, Islanders visiting the first place New Jersey Devils in Newark. That is a 7 o'clock Eastern time start. The Devils. 21-4-1. 
just had their winning streak ended on December 1st by the Nashville Predators. But I'll tell you, this team has just been off the charts good this season. And you look at the numbers, and they tell you why. Goals for, sixth in the league, top 10. Goals against, second in the league. Penalty kill, fifth in the league. The only weakness that you see on these statistical indicators, the power play, which is only 25th with a 20.7% success rate. The Devils right now are coming off a 3-0 shutout win over the Blackhawks in a game that was played on Tuesday. So they are going to have three days of rest before they face the Islanders. That leaves them free to go with any goalie they want to go with, whether it'll be Vitek Vanacek, who is playing outstanding, a 2-1-0 goals against, a 9-22 save percentage, a 12-2-1 record, or do they turn to the backup goalie right now, who is Akira Schmid, who has just been playing lights out, 5-0-0, a 1-4-2 goals against average, and a 9-49 save percentage, yeah, It's only four starts. It's a small sample size. But boy, is this team getting some great goaltending. And the team defense in front of the goalies has been outstanding as well. This team is young. They are talented. Jack Hughes leading the way with 13 goals and 31 points. Nico Heischer, 11 goals, 27 points. Jesper Bratt, 10 goals, 28 points. The leading offensive defenseman, Dougie Hamilton, giving them outstanding production, including nine power play points out of his seven goals and 19 points in 26 games. This team is loaded right now. As we look at the lineup, Heischer centering Thomas Tatar and Jesper Bratt. That's the top line. Jack Hughes with Eric Huala to his left and Dawson Mercer to his right. Michael McLeod is the third line center with Miles Wood and Fabian Zetterlund flanking him. And then Jesper Boakvist is the center on the fourth line. Igor Sarangovich and Alexander Holtz are his wingers. On defense, Dougie Hamilton and Jonas Siegenthaler are the top pair. Ryan Graves and John Marino, the middle pair. And then Brandon, uh, Brendan Smith and Damon Severson are the third pair. The goalies, as I mentioned, Vanacek and Schmid. On the IR, Jonathan Bernier, Andre Palat, who was supposed to give them some veteran leadership, Mackenzie Blackwood, and Nathan Bastian is listed as day-to-day, so a better chance that he will return. Look, the first time these two teams met, the Devils really outplayed the Islanders, and the problem the Islanders had was keeping up with the Devils' speed and their mobility. This is a young, fast dangerous team and not possibly not having Adam Pellick in the lineup. This is the worst possible matchup against a speedy team like the Devils to not have one of your top pair defensemen. This is going to be a challenge for the Islanders. It's on the road, so the Devils will have the last change and try to get some favorable matchups on top of it. This team is going to have to clog up the neutral zone play their style of hockey and do it from the opening face-off 
or it's going to be a big challenge to try to defeat the New Jersey Devils. Now, Saturday, the Islanders return home. It's a 7.30 p.m. Eastern time start against the Carolina Hurricane, the Canes, the second-place team right now in the division. Just two points ahead of the Islanders, although Carolina has a game in hand. They lost their last game in overtime, 4-3 to to the Anaheim Ducks out in Anaheim, and that ended a rather successful 3-0-1 road trip and ended a four-game winning streak, but they still have points in each of their last five games, and a lot of that has to do with some improved defense. So we're seeing more from Carolina offensively, They're starting to get more scoring, but they're still just 26th in the league in goals scored, but 7th in goals against. And right now, the goaltending duo of Pyotr uh, uh, Kachekov and Antti Ranta has been really helping this team. Uh, Frederick Anderson remains injured, but Martin Nekash leading the team with 28 points, 12 goals, 16 assists, Andrei Svechnikov, 15 goals, Sebastian Ajo, no, not the Islanders, Sebastian Ajo, 11 goals, 27 points, and Brent Burns, the former San Jose Shark All-Star, 19 points in 26 games, and a help on the power play. Power play struggling, they're 27th in the league, the PK middle of the road at 16th, so special teams have been an issue for the Canes. The top line... For Carolina, Sebastian Ajo, Seth Jarvis, and Martin Nekash. Jack Drury centers the second line with Svechnikov to his left and Tuvo uh, Teravainen to his right. Jordan Stahl, third line center, Jordan Martinuk, and Jesper Faust on either side of him. And then uh, Jesperi Katniemi is the fourth line center. Jack Drury to his left, Stefan Nessen. To his right, on defense, Jacob Slavin and Brent Burns, the top pair. Brady Shea and Brett Pesci are the second pair. And former Islander Calvin DeHaan and Jalen Chatfield are the last pair. Again, on in goal, you have uh, Kochkov and Ranta available on IR right now. Andre Cache, Max Pacioretty, Frederick Anderson, and Jake Gardner. Now, the Islanders will be debuting their reverse retro jerseys with the Fisherman logo. They actually practiced in the pants for those jerseys on Thursday. So Saturday will be the first go-ahead with the reverse retro, and I honestly would really look forward to hearing your feedback as to whether or not you like uh, those jerseys. I think they look better than the original Fisherman jerseys, I know the Fisherman jerseys have a complicated past for this team, but uh, we'll see. We'll put up a poll after the game on Saturday so you can vote and give your opinions on the new reverse retro jersey. So check out the poll on our YouTube channel. We have got more to get to on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. We have our Islanders birthday of the day one of the trickier names in Islanders history. We've got that, plus uh, some final thoughts about the tough schedule coming up for this team, all that and a lot more still to come on this episode 
on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And today is the 35th birthday of former Islanders winger Kale Molarat. Now, that's a tough name to say, especially if you see how it's spelled. But the former University of Minnesota Mankato star uh, made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 2014-2015. Played six games for the Isles, had a goal and two points, eight penalty minutes. And look, he had a, a long career in the ECHL, the AHL, and then played one game for the Pittsburgh Penguins after leaving the Islanders and has been playing in Europe ever since, some time in Sweden and mostly in Germany. He is still active and playing for the Crefield Penguins in Germany right now. He has six goals and 26 points in 25 games, Uh, so he is a -a point-a-game guy in the German second division right now, six feet 188 pounds, not a guy who was afraid to be physical, had over 100 penalty minutes, for example, for the Bridgeport, then Sound Tigers, during the 2014-2015 season. We go back and look at one of Kale Molrat's better games as an Islander, February 24th, 2015, at the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum. The Arizona Coyotes are the visiting team, Mike Smith, the goalie, Chad Johnson in goal for the Isles. After a scoreless first period, Anders Lee gets the Isles on the board, his 20th from Travis Hamanick and Brock Nelson. 37 seconds into the period, 1-0 Isles. But with a little more than four minutes left in the second, Mark Arcabello scores his 12th for Arizona. Martin Erat and Dave Moss with the assist. After two periods, it's the Isles 1 and the Yotes 1. In the third, Matt Martin, his eighth from Nikolai Kuleman and our Islanders' birthday of the day, Kale Molrat. That was his first NHL point. Time of the goal, 318. Islanders up 2-1. Johnny Boychuk makes it 3-1. John Tavares and Ryan Strom with the assist at 415. And then, three minutes and one second after the Boychuk goal, Kale Molrat, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his first and so far only NHL goal, Colin McDonald and Nikolai Kuleman with the helpers. It was a, a rebound from the deep slot that got Molrat the goal, and the Islanders were ahead 4-1. to one. Brock Nelson adds to the lead with his 17th of the year, Josh Bailey. Colin McDonald, the assist at 9-10. Islanders downing the Coyotes by a score of 5-1. to one. 27 saves for Chad Johnson. Islanders outshoot the Coyotes 39 to 28. But for Kale Molrat, our Islanders' birthday of the day, a goal, an assist, two points. He was a plus two and basically scored on his only shot on goal in the game. And by the way, these two points were the only two of his seven game NHL career at this point. So happy 35th birthday to Kale Molrat. He is our Islanders birthday of the day. Now the season gets tough. The schedule, as we've talked about on the show, you got the Devils Friday, the Hurricanes Saturday, 
Then you go to Boston on the 13th, so that's Tuesday. Friday in Arizona, Saturday in Vegas, and then Monday in Colorado. That's not an easy stretch uh, of games. And then you go to Madison Square Garden to play the Rangers on December 22nd. Home for Florida on the 23rd, and that takes us into the holiday break. These next series of games are going to be key. The Islanders have now lost three out of four. They are now fourth place in the Metropolitan Division. They're a wild card team now after being comfortably in second place for most of the early part of this season. This team, we're going to see a lot of what they are made of, of how good they really are. And again, I think the next six games will go a long way to telling us exactly how badly and how quickly Lou Lamorello has to make a move to upgrade the offense on this team. We have all been in agreement that the Islanders need a sniper. And whether it's Patrick Kane or Besser or Tarasenko or somebody else who may or may not become available between now and the trade deadline, um, you know, you go up in these next six games and you go... I, I want to see this team get at least six points. I want to see us at least break even against these top teams. And I think if they do that, you're looking at a team that can compete with anybody. But if they win, if they get four points or less in this stretch, I think the urgency to add that offensive piece that has been missing becomes even more urgent. And let's hope Lou Lamorello has his pulse on this team and exactly where they're at. Thank you again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back on Monday with our key takeaways from both of these games, the latest injury updates on Cal Clutterbuck, on uh, Adam Pellick, and anybody else on this Islanders team. And of course, we will also preview uh, the next game on the schedule in Boston. So a lot to come on Monday. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the two games. And of course, let's go Islanders.